Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, anchor.fm, download it now. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no? Did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Oops, the podcast. I'm Francis Ellis, joined as ever by my intrepid co pilot, <laughs> co head pilot. Julio Gallarati. Hey there, big fella. Co-pilot implies some sort of, um, I don't know, pecking uh, inferiority. order. Yeah, you're not in the... You're not I in don't... The, does it? Or is it... Is it? Do, you, do pilots and co-pilots switch off? So let's put it this like way. versatile lovers? Most... I think that the co-pilot... <laughs> I think that the co-pilot does not refer to the... Actual pilot? As his co-pilot. He's a skipper? He's the... He's the captain. Oh, got it. Captain and the co-pilot. And then there's a first mate, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I appreciate first officer. Is I that what it is? Appreciate the clarification. Is um, do you have a parent that's a pilot? Oh, that'd be cool, Ryan. <laughs> well, here we are. Look at us, back as ever. Lots going on in the world. Um, I was uh, on the road. I've been on the road a lot. And uh, have you ever been to Richmond, Virginia? Yeah, dude. Remember, I just went for that. Uh, wedding like a few weeks ago. Oh, that's right. And we, I, I think we had some overlap with some of our activities. There were two nat- national park sites in the city that I was able to go to. You were at one of them. I didn't know that was a national park site. So the Richmond Battlefield National Historical Monument or something, I may have said that wrong. Part of it is right out front of the Civil War Museum that yes. I know that you went to. There's a yes. foundry I believe. Yes. And if you maybe you may or may not have noticed the official national park site mm. banner happens to be hanging right there. Very so cool. Well, I'm glad you didn't I, even know. I'm walking in the footsteps of our <laughs> explorer of national parks sites, <laughs> Julio. But Richmond has a lot of interesting shit there. Dude. Sure does. Capital of Confederacy. It was. I had no idea of that. Nor did I. And the White House of the Confederacy is there. I did not know that yeah. either. Jefferson Davis. Well, it's amazing. You you go to the Civil War Museum and you become I became acutely aware of how much of my historical you know studying or whatever has been on World War 2. Interesting. With Like as an adult in your pastime or I would say that the movies that I've watched, mm-hmm. the books that I've read have focused either on World War 2 or the Revolutionary War. Right. And I think the Civil War, for me at least, I, most of my learning about it occurred before an age where I could really contextualize it with history. I need to... Fourth grade. Yeah. You no. Know? 
I need to go back and learn more about the Civil War, man. Super interesting, right? I'm so bummed that I don't know more about it. Yeah, dude, it's funny too. I got flanked, as they might have, as they might say in war speech, yeah. by my girlfriend's father, who's a huge Civil War buff, and my my dad, who it knows quite a bit about the Civil War as well, uh, which is unsurprising with kind of like the stuff that he teaches and whatever. And they were both hitting me with all these good facts, one of which, which I think you might find interesting, apparently Ulysses Grant's autobiography is considered one of the great American writing works. I've heard that. And I think I think Mark Twain published it or something. Uh, something about it. It's like, and, and apparently the way that he recounted what had happened, he had some like gift of doing it in a way that mm. made it like super like whatever in order and all that shit. And it apparently is amazing. He's a very underrated president, they say. And it's crazy. Ulysses Grant, one of the most underrated presidents. I, what was so cool for me was to hear about the battle tactics that were used, because even in you know the 1800s, you're hearing about strategy on the battlefield that to me is so advanced and so devious. Right. In spite of the fact that the weaponry is, in my mind, so <laughs> simple. Right, right. You know, they're killing each other with bayonets. Right. They're pouring gunpowder down these long muskets. Or stuffing they're, it. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's not, there's not a ton of... You just compared to what 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 how far weaponry has come today with ballistic guided missiles and Tony Stark, everything he did for the world. I, <laughs> it's just you know to think about. I mean, not only that, there was a there was a piece that said in terms of the medicine, um, the way the doctors were treating wounded people. I mean, if you got shot <laughs> pretty much anywhere in the Civil War. You, you you were in big trouble. Right, right. You know, they didn't know about in, how to treat infections and stuff. And, but apparently, and I saw this in the museum, and I'm sure that this wasn't that big of a step compared to obviously modern medicine, but like somebody figured out some way to treat infections. Yes. Did you yes, see this? This is what I brought yeah, up. It blew yeah. my mind. We truly, I truly was following in his footsteps. <laughs> Look at that. That really stuck with me too, dude. Yeah. the They said it was like a, a, sh a gunshot to the the abdomen or something they all of a sudden this one guy started treating it with sutures or, or metal mesh or something i don't even know what it was and but prior to his implementation of that uh it was something like if you got shot in that area you had an eight percent survival rate oh my god because that's such a low because your lungs would you know, it would it would puncture your lungs and you would die and you'd suffocate or whatever. Jesus. But but he did this thing. He found this new way, and all of a sudden, it was like everyone was making it out of that. That's crazy. Yeah, I remember seeing that and being like, "What the fuck? That's nuts." It's almost just you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if if <laughs> let's say three of your butt brothers had been killed from getting shot in the lung. And then all of a sudden, this one doctor came along with this new thing and was like, yeah, it's been working great. You'd be like, what the fuck have you guys been learning <laughs> at medical like, Are you school all these years? That's like a fear of mine, sort of, dude. Like somebody dying from something and then like a year later, it being a thing that you easily can survive. Well, I, I think a lot about, you know, we look back on medicine of 40 years ago, 50 years ago, 
and we think, my God, how could they have been so far behind? And then we look now at at the technology, MRIs, you know? Right, In dude, 50 years, are, are medical students going to look at MRIs and CAT scans and the imagery or whatever it is that we're doing or the way that we treat cancer as, boy, you know, they were so stupid. I know. How could they not have figured this out? What we know now that using, you know, cat piss (laughs) is just the perfect cure-all for cancer. (laughs) Why weren't they drink? Why weren't they even trying cat piss? (laughs) It's going to be something like that. Something insane. It's going to be something crazy. A hundred percent. You know? Um, anyway that's uh so yeah so richmond richmond was cool i um from a historical perspective i will say this too uh i i have to say that the podcast is fundamentally changing my experience on the road in what capacity well we have such an amazingly engaged audience uh and i love the people and you and i interact you know often we're pretty available because our podcast is not so huge as to make it impossible for us to you know even try to respond to to people but um there you know and i also would say that our our audience is is cool it's working people it's co-ed it's people who have their lives together for a large part. Right. And it's a good vibe too dude like i've gotten a few messages from people being like i'm coming to the sh- the live show alone. You know, I don't really have anyone to come with me, but and they'll be like, but I have a feeling it's going to be like a pretty welcoming environment. I think they're right. Absolutely. You know, which is cool. Look, if it sounds like I'm bragging, maybe I am. But I really mean this as a compliment to all of you listening out there. 100%. um, Because. You guys are nice folks. You are good people that I would like to hang out with. And I had these two lovely gents, Mumper and Sutter, E and Mump. Okay. That's great. These two guys live in Richmond. Oh boys. They have really good jobs. These are, you know, they're one's married, you know, great wife. They came out to the show. They got a babysitter for the kid. And they came to the show and then we hung out for a, a drink after and then they took me golfing the next day at their super sick private golf course. We it was as similar a saturday to what i would have wanted to do home as it could possibly have been they brought me home on the road what a gift dude that's what a gift that's really great and that is like i've said this to you before we talked about this it's really nice to have have you know supporters if you want to call them quote fans who you like well this not is, everybody gets it gets that i mean this is my thing i i was so ready to be friends with these guys based on how cool they were that it almost like made them feel uncomfortable <laughs> it was almost as if they were like jesus dude like we don't know about yeah. you yet chill You're like, out what are like, you up to and he's like dude wait a couple hours to respond <laughs> yeah, to yeah like yeah you know i'm trying to ask for phone numbers too quickly i'm like what's your zodiac sign do you guys believe in that stuff well did and, did you wear on the course did I, I of course i was wearing bird dogs pants dude you have to and honestly like bird that's a that's a great travel item as well it sure is because, i wore it on the plane right and then i had it for golf and you can wear it on stage yes you can you it's it's your one size fits all one size looks all pant 
Yeah. The bird dog's pant really is uh, the most trans- transportable pant that I've ever had. Dude, it's great. It, it's just a wonderful product. I wore it perfect fall day, October golf. Great thing to, you know, wear in pants. Uh, Tossing that vortex 300 yards. That's the gift you get if you <laughs> use promo, football. promo code OOPS right now, birddogs.com. Go get some pants. Don't delay. Be like us. Be our friend. Awesome. All right. So just to finish this thought on these guys, I mean, it. You know, if this sounds like a, a, something that should be obvious and doesn't seem weird to any of you, the reason it was so surprising to me was that because, you know, for years, uh, my my first brush with fans was at Barstool, and there's definitely more of a disconnect. I would say at Barstool between the personalities and the fans. And a, I think part of that is that the, the company is so enormous that you can't really create this sort of grassroots connection. You would run out of time. Uh, you could never cultivate those relationships. I mean, Dave has millions of followers. Big Cat has whatever, millions of listeners. And it's just, you, you have to maintain that distance. But... Uh, so for for me to experience that, you know, a lot of our listeners, you guys out there are just like people that I would want to fucking hang out with and be friends with was just a the most wonderfully validating, uplifting thing. Um, and uh, all of this is to say that if, if you see either Julio or me on the road in your town and you want to invite us to come play golf... We'll come. We'll yeah. come. We'll pay we'll, our guests we'll, we'll fees. We'll take you out. Whatever. We'll I, I may, you know, comparing that to being holed up in some dark Holiday Inn room all day, where you're just watching mindless TV and you're dragging yourself to their shell of a gym on the fourth floor, and you know, it's eating terrible food. It just it it, it was the first road weekend I've had as a comedian where I thought I did not sacrifice a whole lot. To go on the road here. Totally. I was able to have my weekend and also perform at nights. Dude, 100%. And honestly, like I've been on the, I'm like, but before COVID, when I was like on the road with Pete a lot, dude, like some of his fans would give him the weirdest shit and he would just, it would just be like, like, like a Bible with like <laughs> a bunch of shit. And like, none of you guys would ever do that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you yeah. mean? Oh yeah, no people are starting giving us Julie's Bibles. Gonna get Bibles. No one's gonna give goes. us Bibles. Maybe they'll do it as a joke. Yeah, same same kind of phenomenon happened in uh, in Arlington too. I got I met some really great people there. Anyway, we've, we've talked about all this, and we're excited as hell for our sold out shows in New York, and uh, also we're going to be adding shows in cities wherever you guys are. So let us know for sure uh, if you'd like us to come to your city, and, and we'll see if we can book some. Dude, hundred percent. Um, another th- thing that I really liked about the Civil War Museum, one other thing that stuck out to me, when when uh, Lincoln made Grant the general of the Union Army, the General McClellan was the main general or something before, yeah. and it, the letter that he sent to him to tell him he was basically getting canned was amazing. Well, part of that was because McClellan ran for president. I think that happened after. I think it happened after. But he did run for president. Lincoln right? took away his rank as a result of him running for president are against you sh- him are you sure? for re-election. Are you sure? I don't That's think how so. I read it in that museum, in the museum, which I did not know. 
If, good, so Chris, if, if I you had, can somehow find, you might need to log on to, you might have to log on to JSTOR to get yeah. that, <laughs> to get that one. Uh, this was so, you know, this was like the 50th little tiny paragraph yeah, I read, at which point my mind was kind of fried. So, Dude, you're probably right. But but I, regardless of that, um, the, the, the letter said something along these lines. And this, I think, is paraphrased. It's a little different than what it said there. But it basically says something like, General McClellan or whatever, if you do not intend to use the army... I would like to borrow it for a time. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's so savage. That's great. That is fucking That's savage. That's great. Yeah. I enjoyed that. Lincoln was pretty uh, pretty badass. He's sort of, I don't know, universally kind of recognizes our greatest president. Right, I, I like it's, it's him, FDR, and, and Washington. Really? Maybe, is the, that like the general consensus? That, I mean, that makes sense to me. would be in the conversation. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know. But that sounds right to me. You know? It's just hard to even imagine at this day and age somehow having a president that everybody in the country liked. Did everybody like him? Well, I guess right. not the Confederates. Right. But, <laughs> you know, historically right. both parties will look look back on Lincoln as as the great as a you know as a great, as a great. Right. Yeah. Hard to deny that. Yeah. Um, dude, I forgot to mention this, uh, and I don't want to like backtrack and talk about Halloween, but a funny thing happened on Halloween that I wanted to mention. Oh, good. No, it's fine. To, if something, if something fun happened, I don't think it matters. Okay. So I, yeah, I think it's. A, I just don't want want to seem like. Okay. But I went to a party. Um, what? Sometimes I when I say something that's not really that funny, but I say it in a way that's. I'm just saying it to try to make these two laugh. <laughs> and if I get anything out of either of them, especially Ryan, he, if he start because he's got a weird sense of humor. <laughs> so the weird weird i haven't quite put my finger on what it, it is, is that gets ryan. him going but once he gets going but old ryan warms my soul that's great dude yeah um so i went to like halloween parties and hillary was sort of the point person uh specifically at the second one um and we went to a party it was in williamsburg somebody's apartment whatever some guy comes up to me uh and he's like who are you and i was like oh i'm hillary's boyfriend and he's like <laughs> He's like, no, dude, for Halloween. He's like, you think? He's like, you think I'm that much of a savage? And I'm just like, who the fuck are you? And I was like, oh, dude, dude totally sorry. Like, <laughs> and I was Lil Young Big for Halloween, which people are like, oh, that's a cop out. You're just being yourself. But I would argue that it's actually not. It's actually kind of an amusing thing to be because, a, I don't really do Lil, Lil Young Big anymore, so it's funny to kind of bring him back. Yeah, but great. also to people who don't know, I was saying I'm this rapper, Lil Young Big. And they'd be like, who the fuck is that? And I'd go, you know, he's kind of obscure, but like, look him up. Yeah, I yeah. think I nailed it. Yeah. And then I'd leave and I don't know if they ever looked him up or not. But they probably <laughs> would be Young like, Big, Big he looks gained, exactly like him. Gained six Instagram followers that <laughs> evening. <laughs> Liam Big actually did gain some followers, which reminds reminded me that I hadn't talked about him in a while on this pod. Yeah. Which shows me how many more listeners we've gotten because I did tag him. And then people were being like tagging their friends, being like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> it's this rap character I used to do. If you guys don't know, if you're feeling frisky, look it up. But Music's actually pretty solid. Pretty solid. I'd Walking to the club with passable. the pants and the dance and the pop with the pants and the pop with the pants. <laughs> you remember that one? That's the only one I know. You that one? I posted something for Halloween with the help of Young Ryan over here. That was pretty good. Uh, it was uh, the idea was that I had answered the door for trick or treating in our building. Uh, wearing a bra, crotchless panties, and lipstick. 
uh, for children trick or treaters. <laughs> and then I wrote a you know an angry fake email uh, from someone who was taking their kid around, knocked on our door and saw me handing out candy like this. I, I wrote that letter <laughs> email from them to the board of our building. And I've done things like this before. It blows my mind, Julio. <laughs> it blows my mind the responses that I get when I do things like this. Because sometimes they're a little harder to know than others. But this one yeah. was super pretty, easy. Yeah. This one, was, this one was super easy. And I made it easy because I, I knew that what I was proposing was so fucked up that I didn't really want anyone... What? I didn't want people calling the police. Right. You know what I mean? Are there any highlight responses? Okay. <laughs> there were probably... I don't know. There's 205 comments or something. I think there's about 10 to 20 of people being like, there's no way this, this isn't real. Like, Or... Jesus, man, like, what a fucked up thing to do, you know? <laughs> but here's the thing, right? There are a couple. There was one, and I'm going to have to paraphrase myself, but one, there was a woman, I think, that wrote a comment that was like, uh, you know, <laughs> I understand you're trying to be funny, but exposing yourself to young children isn't funny at all. This is really <laughs> fucked up, right? <laughs> now, think about what she's doing right which is she's one acknowledging that i'm trying to be funny mm -hmm. with the costume but Correct. she thinks it's real because right. she thinks that i expose myself and two she thinks that by commenting on my instagram like this is fucked up that she's done her job correcting a man, an adult man, who belongs behind who bars, <laughs> answered the door of children trick or treating with his dick in their face. <laughs> Lady, that's not enough. You need to call the police if you truly believe that I that that post is sincere and that that fake you know censorship that Ryan you know photoshopped together is actually my dick. In the face of this kid, you got to do a lot more than okay. comment on the Instagram. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you've not done your 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 social duty. It it to me highlights sort of the hypocrisy of the online policing, which is that it's not very committed policing. Right. It's people who just want to conveniently write their little thing and then feel good as if oh I've corrected, I've chipped away at some of society's ills, but they're not actually going to do the work to. To actually, you know, at the very least, flag the post for Instagram. You know what dude, I mean? A hundred percent. Dude, what I would say to that lady is, we should get her address and we should send her some dad grass. Dude. Is that you know what? That was that's a great. Suggestion. We could send her some mom grass. They have mom grass as yeah, well. Yeah, they do. They Smokeable do. Smokable CBD. That's what it is. What a wonderful thing. I didn't, even, dude, I didn't even know it existed before this, yeah. before I got. And like Chris has sort of been like alluding to the fact that, that this exists, but it just wasn't sinking in for some reason to me. Like CBD in joint form mm -hmm. that you can then smoke like a joint that doesn't make you super duper high no. and make you double down on the fact that you think Francis is committing crimes in no, the community. No, it, it doesn't send you down the river of anxiety. In fact, it... It, it gives you wings to, to hover above it, just like a drone. <laughs> so we love this uh, this CBD, man. This this has been a really cool addition to our lives. 
Big fan of the dad grass myself. The packaging, as I said, is spectacular. It's great. Low in THC, high in CBD. You can chill out and lighten up the old-fashioned way. Mm. You know what I mean, dude? It's, it's really great stuff. All dad grass products, federally legal for ages 21 and over, and it ships right to your door anywhere in the country. Mm. So right now, Dadgrass is offering our listeners 20% off your first order when you go to dadgrass.com slash oops. Go to dadgrass.com slash oops for 20% off your first order. That's dadgrass.com slash oops. Nice. Well, you know where Sierra is right now? Where is she? Trying on wedding dresses. Wow. Wow. She's very um, subtle about letting me know, though. Well, then how do you know? Because she didn't want to tell me where she was going. (laughs) Oh. Is there some sort of good luck thing associated with that? I mean, that's... there. There's definitely this idea that I'm not supposed to see her... In a wedding dress until I, that's bad luck, right? The day, so you they know, say. yeah. The other part of it is too. I mean, if she's looking at wedding dresses online, she doesn't even want me to come in oh, to wow. her room. Wow, that's fun, dude. It is fun. It's fun. It is fun. But this is my question for you. She sort of started asking me, it, you know, is there any kind of dress that you might like? to see me in or, or what what's what you know do you have any preferences not that not that she would abide by them mm-hmm. but i think she just wants me to sort of weigh in and i said you know look i i, I don't know anything about wedding dresses <laughs> my my thought to you would be like i feel like in my mind simple is my taste um nothing with like crazy poofy boxy shit on the arms or mm-hmm. I don't know. It shouldn't look like a Met Gala dress. Yeah, exactly. You know, I think I think simple and elegant is sort of is you know, but 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 she's gonna know, and I trust her taste Im- implicitly. Um, and then <laughs> I said, "Great." She, we, so that was that. And then she said, "What are you gonna wear?" And I was like, "Well, I'm gonna wear a suit." You know, keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I think she was expecting me to then say, what would you want me to wear? Uh, Because she had asked me that, kind of. Mm -hmm. And I was like, she was like, what color? And I was like, I don't know. Do you have have preferences? (laughs) And she was like, I don't know. We'll have to figure it out. You know, based on what I get, then we'll have to find something that works together. And I was like, well, I'm just going to keep it really simple. It's probably going to be a blue suit, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like, she gave me a look, Uh-oh. as if to say, I'm going to have strong opinions oh, okay. on what you wear. Now, is she allowed to tell me what I get to wear to my own wedding? I don't, I don't know what the rule is with that. <laughs> I got to be honest, dude. I am already certain that I don't care at all. I would actually prefer to be told than to have to think about it myself. Well, what if she said? What if? What if Hillary? Or what if? What if Hillary said like? I, I want you to wear a, a yellow suit because it goes really well with this spring-themed wedding dress I've got. So I got to be honest. First of all, I think Hill Dog is a very talented individual, and she has like a very high level of proficiency in a lot of things. One of them... She also works in fashion, right? No, she doesn't. She doesn't. No. Hasn't she? Yes, but not like in design at all, ever. Fair um, enough. I didn't mean to jump the gun on that. It's but okay. I, just, it's okay. I think she's got. She she an used eye to. For she used to stuff. work in fashion, but not doing the fashion. Okay. Okay. Um. However, she really has a very high proficiency for, 
um, you know, vintage shopping and, and oh. interior design. And I know that like everybody says their girlfriend's good at interior design. I truly objectively believe that my girlfriend has a higher level of proficiency than what the average median might be. Yeah, I can vouch for that too. Their apartment is really well decorated. Thank you. And appointed. Um, yeah. So I believe that if she was telling me to do something, that it would be the right thing to do. I would prefer for her to do all my shopping, to dress me before I go out, and not have to think about it ever. But dude, what it's are are we just like voodoo dolls? I mean, I am are, a voodoo at, doll. at our own weddings. <laughs> I am a voodoo. Do we have no say? Dude, that's hilarious. Like I'm going up there to get myself a drink all of a sudden. Yeah. She's in the back somewhere. Like fucking tightening the tie on the thing. <laughs> Dude, that reminds me of Indiana Jones, the Temple of Doom, when the like young Maharaja has the <laughs> has the voodoo doll of India and he's sitting there like ah! Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, that's good shit. I mean, dude, so I again I'm not I'm very unparticular about this kind of stuff and it's just my nature. And like Hillary's mom once said to me that I was smart for letting Hillary just do it. And I kind of just took the credit instead of being like, no, I just actually don't care at all. I was like, yeah, you know, sometimes you pick your battles, you know, I don't give a so fuck. Then, all right. This is a great point you bring up, which is, okay, if our response to everything, because it sounds like we have similar mentalities about this. Sierra has been bringing up, you know, all sorts of questions about the wedding. She's looking at stuff, planning it, you know, band, catering, all that shit. And my response routinely is, look, I just trust you. I don't. But the truth is, I, I just don't care. <laughs> I really don't care. I mean, I, I trust her to the point where I have the luxury of not Correct. caring. Correct. And that's what I was, was going to say. There's sort of a balance between how much do you have to care? Well, because if she was going rogue, if she got fucking Papa Roach to perform at your wedding, yeah, <laughs> that would be a problem. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you know that she's going to get a reasonable band. You know that you guys align enough that you can trust her to deal with it. So, because there is, is a yeah, is me saying as a response, I don't care. Is that mean? It can be. If you just don't care about your wedding, then yes. But you do care. I care about my wedding. I just don't care enough to talk for an hour with the wedding planner once a week about flower arrangements. So 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 I know that Hillary feels strongly, right? Therefore, if we were in a place of wedding planning, I would allow her. I was like, do it. It wouldn't be like whatever you want. But she didn't feel like doing it. That's a different story. Yeah. Since I know she wants to do it, there's no need for me to be involved. What should we do? I'll tell you what I did, and this is funny. At, we were at a wedding together, and I, I looked at her, and I said, you know what? I'm thinking that I actually have some pretty strong feelings about what I want my wedding to be like. And I started nodding my head and not flinching to fuck with her. And she goes, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I did. I started pranking her, and I will continue to. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> Well, that's nice. And I forget what her grandma said, but she said something like fairly insulting after thinking that I was being serious about yeah, that. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Also, I forget specifically what it was, but she's like, what's he doing? Right. No, she, she she said, Hillary turned to her grandma and goes, did you hear what he just said and told her? And she goes, get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> sure, she was joking, hopefully, but. I guess I guess my question is, you know, if, if I, I don't even feel like I'm a passenger in this van i feel like i'm you know riding in the trunk you have things going for you well what what should i participate in what should i 
Is there anything I should take the reins on? Is there anything I should expect to have a strong opinion about? So since, and I don't know if I'm letting the cat out of the bag, we can cut this if you, uh, if, if this is an overshare, but since there is already sort of a beta version of what your wedding it's could be. A, it's not at all. Right? It's going to be in the same place as yeah. your sister's, right? Um, so you sort of know what that was like. Yeah. And you know what things you guys are going to do differently, whatever. So I think you're allowed to be in a place where you can let her do it until she's like, hey, what do you think about this? At what point you can put in your, imp- you can put in your input. What happens if we get to the wedding and, um, you know, I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe the, the drinks selection, you know, the bar. It just ends up being like They're a cash serving bar. serving like, it's like <laughs> gin only drinks. Oh, that's funny. And I'm like, what the fuck? How did we, how did this happen? What happens if I'm super, de- you know, upset that something I missed slipped through the cracks because I didn't have any say on it? I, I, I there's so, there's a small risk for that, but you know that, that, Sierra's not going to do just that think, to I just think it's all pretty basic. I, You know, there's some really basic things that you, if you can afford them, you do. Yes. You know, you get a band. If you if you can't, you get a DJ. Uh, you, you get a caterer. You, you do a fish option and a meat option or a vegetarian option. People choose before. You do... Uh, you know, it's Cocktails. it's like we're, 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 we're not reinventing the wheel. Right, you right. You can't really change from the rubric too much despite the fact that that has been a guiding principle of ours from the moment we got engaged because mm-hmm. we want it to be a different right and we want it to be unique okay. so how do you uniqueify your wedding without missing things that people expect or rely upon when they go to a wedding so dude it's the same way you become a great artist Okay, hear me out. Okay. Even Picasso learned to master the conventional way that art is done. And with that knowledge, he then was able to take liberties with it. And I think the wedding planning is the, goes the same way. Mm. You, you have a structural, strong foundation, the liberal arts wedding knowledge, mm-hmm. and then you can take liberties with it beyond. I think, that's a, I think that's a great point. Right? Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I just wish, I just wish there were, that I, I felt comfortable to say you know we should do something instead of your traditional after party why don't we do like hot air balloon rides for everyone (laughs) or like let's bring out a fucking komodo dragon i i don't know let's get a petting zoo there we talked about wanting to get a petting zoo i think that'd be a great addition my ideas though are are so zany that i don't even know if they'll find any purchase whatsoever within with the framework but well what else you got I I don't know, man. Like I don't the things I like uh, the things I want. I don't know if they could even be part of a wedding. But like what? Like what if we did a cigar rolling station, or That's if we cool. did a you know some kind of a, uh, a cliff jumping contest? Or <laughs> I, I haven't even really thought about it. I, I'd love it if the guys could wear something that was a little different than just blue suits. So you you are allowed to say these things. You're allowed to do this if you feel like it. This is why I asked you this. I don't know what I'm allowed to do. So, but you're allowed to at least and like say, "Hey, what do you think about this?" You know, it's both your decision, but you're allowed to have the discussion if you feel like spending the time on it. Yeah. 
And if not, you know that she's going to do a great job. The problem is, Julio, going into a discussion where I am pitching, you know, and 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 the idea being that if she pushes back, but I still feel strongly about my point, I can I have the right to stand up for myself. It's very hard to enter into that knowing fundamentally I just don't care. How do you win an argument when you go into it knowing you don't care? <laughs> you don't you don't care but you do care a little. I think I think you're I in a like good I'm spot. You're in a good spot. I'm inventing things to care about. No, but you're in a good spot. Like you're fine with how it's going to end up being, but you also like the idea of maybe adding some stuff to it. And you even said to me you're feeling pretty creative these days. Maybe you will have some like hilarious unique idea that will put your Francis stamp on the wedding and maybe she'll think it's funny too. You both agree and you do it. It'd be cool to have something funny. I agree. I think we need, given the, the comedy sort of hue that that colors even so slightly uh, the wedding probably, there's got to be, there's got to be something humorous, something comedic, not just in the speeches, you know? No, totally. And I wonder what that would be. Like maybe we should put like glory holes in the in the bathrooms. <laughs> you know? Or we could do we could That's do like good. a we could do like um you know, we could do one of those uh you, you know when you go to like a, a country fair and they have the thing where you put your face oh, yeah. through yes. and there could be like a painted thing. That's but fantastic. it could be like a big big likeness of us. That's good. But the face is at the dick area or I don't, I don't know. I don't even know what it would be, you know, so I don't know. That that might be kind of funny. Like now it. we're starting to cook with some gas. This is pretty good. Dude, yeah. this is a good little brainstorming sesh. Yeah. Um, dude, I don't know. Sometimes I think, I'm like, you know what? Like the weddings of my youth, right? The first wedding that I ever went to, my cousin Edelweiss. I'll remember like it was yesterday. Edelweiss? Edelweiss. That's her name. Her name? Mm-hmm. Edelweiss. Like the flower, the small and white? Clean and bright correct, flower, correct from the, the hills song. of Switzerland, Austria. Yes, Austria. yes, Edelweiss. What a song! I know. Edelweiss, Edelweiss, you <laughs> look happy to greet. It's a, what a song! So oh she's the first, really, of the cousins. She's the first one who kind of started a family. Mm-hmm. Her and her husband. Her, you know, their daughters are like getting older. They're like they're like teenagers now. It's crazy. Anyway, uh, so. Her wedding was great. And I remember like I was a real ham. I was young. I was dancing it up and it didn't matter having a great time. And and when you're a kid, when you order drinks at a wedding, you order, you know, a Shirley Temple or you get a Roy Rogers, which is a Shirley Temple, but with Coke. And it's like, whoa, that blows your mind. <laughs> or you go ahead and you crack open yourself a Stewart's. Oh, <laughs> you would do that. A Stewart's soda. Yes. So I got to be honest. Root beer, cream soda, orange soda, some of the classics. Oh, some of the classics. And I think that perhaps I might pay homage to that by including some of Stewart's spiked seltzer in some of my wedding That's a good. That is a good addition Whether to a wedding. Whether it be for a bachelor party or for the wedding itself, just giving people a little hey. Remember those times? Yeah. That's, you know, any <laughs> wedding guest that sees Stewart's spiked seltzers at the bar is going to think, boy, this guy remembers the past and he honors the classy years of, of before. Dude, it's really good stuff. I mean, 100 calories per can, zero to one grams of sugar, one gram of carbs, gluten-free, vegan, 
all the good stuff um, with classic flavors that you all know and love with some and as well as some contemporary flavors. Uh, they have the root beer, the orange cream, the black cherry, raspberry lime. Uh, people have been DMing me asking about where to find it. You can go on their website, stewartspike.com. Uh, and there's a store locator where you can kind of put in your zip code and stuff, figure out where it is near you. And you can also DM their Instagram at Stuart Spiked um, and they will have uh, all that information for you. Um, at, at the current moment is only available in New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Colorado. But starting in next year, it will be available everywhere uh, at some point early in 2022. Every state, everywhere, uh, you can get in there and give it a try. Uh, we think you'll like it. We know we do. Awesome. My parents are meeting my girlfriend's parents tonight. What? At my New York Comedy Festival show. Which, by the way, real quick, if you are can't, can't make it, if you're out of town or whatever, you can still buy the live streaming link. It's on the same link. It's in my bio to the New York Comedy Festival. It's the same as the in-person tickets. Grab a streaming ticket. Buy one just to even to support the event. Mm. Uh, it's going to be really cool. Um, but yeah, so and there, I think there might be a couple tickets left if you want to come in person. Not totally sure about you, that. You scared the pants off of me there because uh, you know everyone knows we, we record a, a couple days in advance of, um, and I thought, oh my god, <laughs> have I not gotten the week right or the date right? Like, is the show tonight? Right, right, right. No, no, uh, no. Because I'm coming. I'm and I'm oh, very dude, excited. It'll be fun. Be yeah, cool. that's cool. Um, I know you're coming. No, we're coming. I've told you. Of course, I know. Of course, like, I would okay, come. I, I don't. Dude. Of course, I would come. Hey, Chris, hand me that green box. I got something to show everybody. You know what this is? I do. <laughs> oh, so, I is. <laughs> so we we talked we talked on the podcast about how I wanted a, a treat. I thought I deserved. There's Ryan. See what I mean? I wanted a I wanted a treat. And it was because I gave Sierra a treat, a fucking engagement ring. That's not a treat. That's a Sunday. And um, <laughs> I thought I deserved some kind of a treat. So I put out the, the bat signal. <laughs> I put out the bat signal on Instagram. Bat I said, signal. hey, everybody. Some of you saw this story. I said something like, hey, everybody. I'm, I want to watch. I've decided I want one. You know, um, I this is the type that I want and uh who knows if I'll ever be able to get it. Got a hundred DMs, fifty of which were guys saying, Good luck, you're never gonna get that. The wait list is ten years long. Uh I've been trying forever. Another forty five were people being like, Well, my uncle has a booth on Canal Street who gets <laughs> him through the gray market when, you know, his Russian friends come into town, they'll bring you one. You know, you have to pay double for what you would if you right. paid at retail, but they're they're real, they're good. And then I got about five from people who had connections to authorized Rolex dealers, um, including a wonderful fan and listener, Hannah. Uh, shout out Hannah. She worked her butt off to try to sort it out. But, you know, these things are just really tough and the, and the wait lists are hard and you have never, I had no idea when it's going to happen. Uh, also shout out to Gerald Peters on Staten Island Rolex. Uh, they were working on it as well, but my main man, Scott Udell, Udell, not sure how he says it. Scott from, uh, London jewelers out in Manhasset. They have a store here in New York city as well. Really hooked it up instantly. Amazing. And I got myself 
There she the is. Batman GMT Master Ooh. 2. There it is. The Rolex, baby. I'm going to pop this on the wrist right now. I've already Neroli. worn it a couple times, but I like keeping it in the box for some reason. Um, do you ever do that, by the way, when you get something nice? Keep it in the packaging. Keep it in the packaging? Yeah, for sure. Um, sure. Have you? So, what do you think? What do you think? I got my. Dude, I got great. the watch that I'm I happy wanted for you, man. It's a good-looking piece. Is this a really garish thing to do? Am I being an asshole by talking about the Rolex I got? No. See how it's got the blue and the black? I do. That's yeah, why yeah. they call it the Batman. I know. I know. It's a good uh, dude. It's a good-looking watch, man. I'm Chris, how do you, you feel about that? It's unbelievable. It's pretty cool, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, shout out. I mean, it all happened because of the pod, and uh, you know. I'm so happy to be able to buy myself a nice watch. I am feeling good. I had to move some money around today to to sort of pay a very hefty credit card bill. Um, So the sort of, you know, that that's the the chickens coming home to roost. As they always do. And they come home. They do come home to roost. (laughs) They're hungry. Is roosting hungry? Are they eating when they roost? I have no idea. What does it mean when chickens roost? It sounds like they're getting banged are by they, roosters. Are they sleeping? They come home to get banged. When they come home like. to roost, is that them sleeping? Is it laying eggs? It might be getting banged. Getting dude. banged by roosters. Is I don't that, know. That was pretty, <laughs> pretty terrible. Pretty horse rooster there. Rest or sleep. You called okay. it. Okay. Yeah. There was a great uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary. Did you listen to like folk music as a kid? Sort of. Like whatever stuff was kind of like the hit songs of the era that my parents would have listened to, I would have heard, yes. And so we were heavy on the Peter, Paul, and Mary, mm-hmm. Raffy. Uh, Peter, Paul, and Mary had a great song about Fox went out on a chilly night, prayed for the Lord to give him light, and many a mile to go that night before he reached the town. Of, town of, and he goes, this, I don't know if I know this, that. follows this fox that goes into a farmer's chicken coop and brings all these chickens back to his den to eat with the mm. f- kids it's a pretty fucked up song pretty, pretty but up. we that, that's what i always think about is chickens getting pillaged and murdered <laughs> by foxes <laughs> yeah well dude i'm happy for you that uh you were able to obtain the new piece it was a bit of a journey it was so cool man how quickly people responded how nice everyone was and got to know some interesting people and Dude, so I was in the car driving back from Pennsylvania with the boys, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, and I was telling them that you were considering going. Uh, you were thinking about the Pepsi one or the Batman one, uh-huh. and our pal Brent, who happens to be big into consumer goods, big watch guy. Yeah, he was he was going. The Batman's way sicker. Batman's way sicker. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so glad Brent likes Brent my prefers choice. It. The two guys who knew a lot about watches in the car both said they prefer the Batman. Who Who is the other guy? The Snyder. The guy. Oh. Big G. That guy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they both agreed with uh, with your line of thinking. Love there. it. Well, so, guys, you know, it's the kind of thing where, yeah, I mean, hopefully the pot will grow to the point where we can all buy Batmans someday. Okay. But speaking of moving money around, mm. when you move money around online, are you just doing it with your regular browser? Yeah, usually. You know what I mean? That's it, a huge mistake. It's, it, I, know, I know they say it can be like uh, sometimes you want to be a little more secretive about what you're doing, especially in sort of the crypto sphere or whatever. Yeah, crypto, you know, any of your DraftKings stuff, any of the... Right, gambling. Yeah, moving stuff around. Uh, I mean, I, most people think incognito mode right. is the way to cover their tracks from any unwanted government oversight or right. lurkers out there. But uh, let me tell you People something. People snooping. 
incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why even when I'm at home, Julio, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. Wow. It's a virtual private network. The old VPN. doesn't matter who your internet service provider is. ISPs in the U.S. legally sell your information to ad companies. This is why we yeah. get flooded flooded with targeted ads and we feel like our data is being sold and it is all this stuff with facebook expressvpn is an app that reroutes your internet internet connection through their secure servers so your isp can't see the sites you visit expressvpn also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100 percent of your data with the most powerful encryption available most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. I really don't. It runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. It's available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Uh, by the way, my first encounter using ExpressVPN was in China. Really? Yeah, because you have Cause to you download. Can't, yeah, you can't get on Gmail. Facebook, you can't get stuff, Facebook. Yeah. You can't get anything in there. Twitter. Yeah. So I, I used ExpressVPN and it was flawless it was perfect that's crazy uh protect your online activity today with the vpn rated number one by cnet visit my exclusive link expressvpn.com slash oops and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package that that's e-x-p-r-e-s-s-v-p-n.com slash oops expressvpn.com slash oops to learn more cool um well, dude, congrats. You feeling, you see feeling good. There's something about getting something super sick that you've always wanted that it really does make you feel good. It's the first thing I think of when I wake up in the morning. It makes you feel good. Wanting to get the ring on, I feel, or the, the watch on. I feel like, uh, I feel like Gollum, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my precious. Dude, that's so funny. It's still uh, the scariest scene in movie history, potentially, when Bilbo sees the ring. Oh, my old ring. Oh, yeah. And just goes, for ah! a second. Yeah. yeah so fucking scary. Yeah, gets yeah. me every time. It's really scary. Gets me every day. Yeah. Um, dude, my equivalent of that is I've upgraded my Sky Miles card to the reserve. Whoa. <laughs> That's my little treat to myself, dude. Your Delta Sky Miles, you went to the reserve? Yes. I accidentally sent it to my parents' house, too. So now they have mailed it to me. So I'm hoping that it arrives. But I've been checking my mailbox every single day. Wow, for that puppy to arrive, dude. So, so give me a two second rundown. I mean, are are the fees a lot higher? Do you have an annual fee yeah, that's a lot a higher? Hi- it's higher. It's but double what the platinum. is. The idea is that you know it'll pay for itself, dude. I honestly don't even know. I think I'm just addicted to the clout now, like the way they get you, looking at your shit, your status. I want to like you get a bunch of miles for signing up. You get a bunch of bullshit. You get to go in the lounge. You get lounge. Do you lounge. use the lounge when you? When you go? No, dude. But but, <laughs> but I would. I would if I had some time to kill, sure. But like, I don't like drinking in the airport. I don't like drinking on flights. You get free drinks here and there. They give you some vouchers. And then in the lounge, you obviously get free drinks. Um, but dude, no, I don't use any of that shit. But I think that uh, there's... <laughs> course not dude well then the upgrade is pointless it is it's pointless <laughs> it's it's pointless and in fact it's not smart probably it's point- yeah, you're probably right but it's just it's fun dude like it, uh, it'll get it'll get me closer to getting better and better status i've gotten addicted to being upgraded on all my flights my status keeps increasing and the fact that i've been traveling a shit ton during all this i think the all the status is rolling over again do you only so I'm gonna be fly the man. delta no not even which again makes it even more pointless jesus but dude it's just fun dude i don't know i don't really know how else to describe it 
No, that's cool. Listen, this I think about, I, I hit my friends up. My friends research this shit all the time. And they are huge proponents of, of some of the cards that are not airline specific, but are better for travel benefits across the right, board. Right, right. That um, makes sense. Stuff like that. Yeah, that would make more sense for me for sure. Yeah. I need to talk to them And these, these, these credit cards, they come with this huge list of benefits, you know, that, that are so, so... I, I said to my friends, I was like, well, unless... Do those apply automatically? No. Or do you have to... You know, trigger them. So I look. I'll I'll periodically just look at the offers, and I'll just like you can add as many of them as you want, and I'll usually just add the ones that I might use, and then I'm pleasantly surprised when I get an email that's like, "You just saved twenty bucks because of." I'm like, yeah, oh, that, I mean, this is my problem: is that so all the all the benefits would go unused, which means that the card would not pay for itself. Correct. I, I'm not, I'm pretty sure that it doesn't. I just like feel like it's a flex. And actually, I, the other weekend I was with some buddies, and like a couple of them pulled the reserve out. And I pulled out my fucking step below the reserve, and I just felt like a fucking, I felt like a turkey, dude. But this is this is how they get you. Exactly. This is exactly why credit card companies make cards that look like you know, fucking gold medallions that'll unlock a vault or something, dude. It's ridiculous, but I'm still pumped for it to fucking come. Golden dude. ticket to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory, dude. Somebody asked me this question. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, I think this is a good pot topic. And I think they're right. We may have sort of covered it, but what are the, what is the rules for drinking in the airport as far as like time of day? Is the airport a time vacuum? And therefore, is any time of the day acceptable to be having a drink in the airport or not? I'm too aware of the science. I can't do it. The science? The science that, air, that flights dehydrate you. I agree. Yeah, I hate it. I can't do it. The only time I will ever drink at an airport is if I'm heading into an overnight flight uh, uh, overseas and I have to sleep. Oh, the drink will get you? I'll have a, like a glass of red wine. Like with your meal on the flight? No, I'll have it before. probably before. Yeah, I do not like drinking on the flight for the reason that you just stated. When I wake up hungover, I wake up double hungover. And that feels like shit. Yeah. Um, and I don't like drinking in the airport. However, I have friends that love drinking in the airport. Me too. And they get there at 9 a.m. and think it's okay to order a cocktail. It's insane. It's insane. It's a Yet, casino with, with natural light. I arrive at a golf course <laughs> at 8.30 and all of a sudden I think it's apropos for me to order a cocktail. Before you start? Yeah. Wow. So that is 8.30 the, in the morning. I will have a drink at... at I, I, this is newer, by the way. <laughs> this is like a newer thing She's newer but you go out for a day of golf with your buddies it's the time where it's like I'll, i will acknowledge i will have a drink at 9 a.m so i want to ask you about this because i remember you your girlfriend was out of town your fiance sorry was out of town your wife elect and one of your good buddies who i know uh his girl was with her and they were out of town and you guys have like a good tradition of a couple of days on the course, you usually have a few few Cockersons. Oh my God, yeah. And I'm I don't think I ever heard how that ended up playing out. Were you guys able to accomplish your objectives? We did, man. We played sixty holes of golf. That's insane. The day our 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 wags, wives and girlfriends, <laughs> our wives and girlfriends were away on the same weekend, and we both thought, you know, this is uh, this is a lunar eclipse. This will happen once every. <laughs> 10 years or whatever and we have to take full advantage 60 holes in two days we played 36 holes we played 18 and then 18 um in long island on saturday you know full day probably had 20 cocktails each 
And then we both came home shattered and went to bed and then woke up at 7.30 the next morning and went to my course in New Jersey and played 18. And then we had a little bit of time remaining and we were like, let's just keep playing. And so we just grabbed our bags and went out for an additional, I guess we played six more holes and uh, accomplished our objective of getting to a nice round number because we did 24 the second day, 36 the first day, which got us to 60 holes. Dude, this is like an LSAT problem. <laughs> and, we, and we both... We, How many drinks per hole did Francis and his friend yeah, average? Dude, we both got home before our wives and girlfriends. Unbelievable. And so they they were Perfectly none the wiser. Executed. They were none the wiser. And we got home. They were like, how was your weekend? We were like, ah, you know, played a little golf. Little did they know we were fucking sprinting around, you know, <laughs> trying to just get in as much as we possibly could. <laughs> we're losing daylight. Dude, that's crazy. So it was that. really fun. We had a blast. That's great. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, dude, I want to go back to this uh, topic. My parents are meeting my girlfriend's parents. Yeah, they are. For the first time. Um, it's going to be at the show tonight. Are you nervous? Kinda. Who Kinda. Who do you think is more likely to... Mm, uh, this may be too personal. No, it's question. okay. Who's more likely to be embarrassing? Is that the, what the question's going to be? To leave the other side with a slightly negative opinion. Oh, man. <laughs> See, and okay, if that's so, too weird of a question, I, I No, it's not. It's not. So my parents... My parents are really lovely people. You've met them. They're really nice. They truly are. My mom's That's no super joke. Sweet. I wouldn't I wouldn't if if I didn't think that, I just wouldn't say anything. They're cool. They, They're really you know, nice. My mom uh is a good listener. She has a great sense of humor. She thinks stuff's hilarious. Like uh and my dad's a funny guy too, but I would say that of the four of them, my dad is the most likely to do anything, something that would leave anyone with a bad taste in their mouth. <laughs> he is unlikely to, but he is the most likely to. That's great. For sure. That's a really good answer. Big G. You know, yep. her, mm-hmm. her dad is really, really good socially. Her, her mom is too. I would say my mom is too. My dad is too. But my dad, I still think, would be the most likely. That's great. To, uh, But yeah, so they keep my my parents kind of. You know, cutely, I think maybe my parents are a little nervous. You know, I think mm. they like want to make a good impression. They're kind of wondering. My dad was like, so we're, like, what do you think? Are they going to want to like hang out after? He's like, because it's going to be pretty late. I'm like, dad, I don't think so, dad. I think you guys probably will both top out at the end yeah. of the show, most likely. This would be a nice way to sort of. Int- and to be honest, like I'm anytime I have the in- instinct to be worried that my parents are going to do something embarrassing, which I, I don't have to have that fear. Mm-hmm. But if I'm being overly cautious for, for whatever reason, I'm like, oh, are they gonna? I immediately am like, you know what? They're my parents. I'm in their corner first. So I'm not that concerned about what they do. Uh, and I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. If they act a little weirdly, that's okay. Um, and, you know, whatever. But you also have the benefit of knowing that her parents are are people that are that have a, a you know are tolerant they really are they're tolerant people which they're really supportive people too they're not they're even if something weird happened it's not as if it's going the odds of there being a yelling match zero. between the zero. parents zero. are zero. zero close to zero and to give you an idea of what kind of family her family is they are very 
giving they'll give you the benefit of the doubt type of people so like if i'm doing something they're super supportive like for example if i put something out and who knows i might be completely wrong about this they might be so skilled at this that i just have no idea but it's the type of people that like i know that they're going to be like oh that was awesome Mm. they'll be more likely to do that as opposed to being like nitpicky and critical or be like eh, you know i thought that was cringe like they're not like cynical like that i don't know I don't know yeah. how to explain it. No, that's that's really nice. To the point where even like Ricky's had his put a special out on HBO, which you guys should watch if you haven't. They when we all did a show in Chicago, me, Ricky, Pete, like that whole group when we were on that tour or whatever, we did a show in Chicago. They all came, and now everybody has watched Ricky's special. Oh, that's awesome! All of them, and no, everyone's like, we watch Ricky's special, and I didn't even have to be like, what did you think of it? Because I knew they thought it was awesome if they didn't already say it was awesome, and they did say it was awesome. That's great. So they're good, and I think that they will give my parents the benefit of the doubt, especially out of the gate. Who knows, as the years go on, maybe they'll develop some disdain for each other. I find it very unlikely. But I think that they, uh, I think they'll get along nicely. Got it. That's really nice. Yeah. They're able to, they're able to sort of adjust to each other, I think. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say my dad is the least, is the most likely to make a bad impression, even though he will not. And I think he's very charming, lovely. But he, I think, is the least able of the four of them to tailor his behavior to a new situation. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. He can't put himself away. <laughs> <laughs> he can't do it. You know, like if there's food there, mustard may get on his shirt immediately. Yeah. Good. That could happen. You know, he's he's, he, he's himself. He's the man. Yeah. So I love him. I think it'll be a good time. Might have to bring an extra cheesecake to the show. Yeah. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're, we're thinking talking. that could be a fun thing to give away, maybe at live shows. Yeah. <laughs> We've been playing around with some ideas. We're going to have yeah. some good stuff for you guys for sure. So I think about this sometimes, and this this is a convenient sort of subject for what we're about to talk about as well. But. I, I hear like people whose families have like a shit ton of money being like, you almost get this feeling when they're talking that like they're excited for their parents to die because they're going to make money. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like there's, it's this like silver lining that's almost not a silver lining. It's like a gold lining. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is the lining. <laughs> you Them being alive is the silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like I would never, I never have once been like, what am I going to get with my parents? pass away it's a horrible thing you know I mean? to, yeah and but but you know there is apparently hillary was telling me there's this book about like normalizing death mm-hmm. and it's like getting you to sort of do the things that you should be doing when you're younger to prepare for when that day finally comes mm. you know what i mean uh and sort of so that when that happens you're not a chicken running around with its head cut off and you're like have everything you have your ducks in a row essentially mm. to deal with it so i have sort of been toying around with the idea of getting a a life insurance policy oh um have you thought idea. about any of this shit yet you know um i have not but i have i have sort of set up where my assets will go if i were to die crazy right yeah but i should do life insurance yeah. too yeah for me i might just have to be like he'll here are my passwords <laughs> like, at this point it's it, all you buddy it feels, <laughs> it feels irresponsible of me at this point in my yeah. life not to have life insurance i agree dude so I, i'm gonna start kicking around some policy genius yeah uh you that's know, one the of easiest our, way to do it one of our sponsors it's a very very easy way to find your own uh, policy for yourself it's an online marketplace and the agents are working for you they are not working for the insurance companies uh there are over t- a dozen top insurers and you could save over 50 percent 
20% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes of Policy Genius. You could save $1,300 or more per year on life insurance by using Policy Genius to compare policies. And eligible applicants can get covered in as little as a week thanks to an award-winning policy option that swaps the standard medical exam requirement for a simple phone call. It's a pretty big break- breakthrough as far as avoiding annoying stuff goes, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, The exclusive policy was recently rated number one by Forbes Advisor, higher than options from Ladder, Ethos, and Bestow. Uh, Getting started is easy. Just head to policygenius.com. Minutes, you can work out how much life insurance coverage you need and compare personalized quotes to find your best price. Head to policygenius.com to get started right now. I thought of a really good Halloween costume for next year. (laughs) What is it? Ready for this? Yeah. John Bon Djokovic. Oh, my God. Dude. A cross between John Bon Jovi and And Novak Novak Djokovic. (laughs) I would wear a tennis racket on a strap like a guitar. I'd have a headband, like a tennis headband, but with like a feathered bangs, you know, wig kind of deal, rocker outfit, but also sort of tennis. A Lacoste shirt, a fitted Lacoste shirt with a serpent on it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's funny. John Bon Jovi. (laughs) I, dude, I think this is a, maybe the best time in history to have an obscure costume because you can show your costume and then it's socially acceptable to do a photo dump explaining how you came to Totally, totally. Like, I saw people who were like, I'm Grimes in 2018 at the Met Gala. Uh-huh. And you're like, what? And then you're able to scroll and see. Oh, you are. Yes, you are. Most, uh, like, here's a, another great example. And by the way, this is my favorite Halloween costume I've ever seen. I actually attempted to do a post like this once and this one put me to shame. But Rihanna was one of my favorite rappers, Gunna, for Halloween. Oh, that's so and cool. And if she wasn't able to show the comparison pictures on her Instagram, it wouldn't have landed like it did. But dude, this is the funniest, probably the funniest Halloween costume I've ever seen. Yeah. I'm going to show you right now. I saw oh, it. You I saw, saw it. it. You dude, posted it on your story. Yeah. Perfect. She got the exact outfit. She did the exact poses. And it captured how absurd of a thing that it is when he does. <laughs> it was really fucking funny. Dude, I, I have like funny Halloween memories. When I was a kid, I was in a store the day of Halloween. And I looked at one of the guys working and I like looked at him. I must have been six. I was like, what are you being for Halloween? (laughs) And the guy was like, the guy was like, I'm going to be working. (laughs) 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 My parents love to remind me of that story. Uh Uh, But it's pretty good. You got Um, any emails for us? Yeah, let's do an email before we get out of here. Nice. Um, so we have, we actually have a sugar daddy update. Oh, did I tell you I met the lady? So you did, but I actually didn't understand that until we were reading this email because uh you said you said the hinge person i forgot that she had met him on hinge i don't even remember exactly it was a hinge date i guess that that turned turned into into, yeah that makes sense yes you did and you showed me a picture yeah crazy i she came to the show moment she came to the show with a date wow and she started telling me the story in front of him and i almost wanted to be like shh what are you doing what are you doing (laughs) He's, he's right here but it wasn't that guy right 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 but even then even I was then like, yeah it's like maybe this is no. an early date maybe that's very funny but, um but anyway this was this ended up being a surprisingly popular story we got a lot of feedback about it oh, cool so i thought that even though this update isn't you know the most crazy thing in the world i think people want to hear what she had to say so great it's called hinge date yeah exactly in the subject line hinge date turned sugar daddy update Hi again. Honestly, I think the best thing to come out of the situation was making it on the pod. So thanks for reading. Unfortunately, I didn't secure any gifts for you guys, but I do have an update for you. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) 
As Julio had guessed, thank you very much, I was not equipped to go all in and negotiate the boundaries and terms necessary for a true sugar daddy, sugar baby relationship with this guy. I realized none of the gifts were worth it because although he said he was fine with just being friends, I knew his end goal was a romantic relationship with me. I decided to end things shortly after sending my last email, but was planning on waiting until after his birthday weekend because I felt bad for the guy. He had invited me and a few of my friends to a hockey game and paid for all our tickets. The game was fun and we met his other, quote, friends who were actually pretty cool people, but also seemed like they maybe were there only for the free tickets. Fast forward to Monday and my friend did something to piss him off and he was pretty rude to her. By the way, that's again because he had done this before. This is a side note. Uh, But anyway, I was going to use the way he handled things uh, in that situation as an excuse to end things, but he beat me to it. I noticed he had unfollowed me on Instagram, so I called him out on it. He said my friend, quote, did him quite dirty and that he couldn't keep seeing me only as a friend because he had, quote, caught feelings. I told him how immaturely I felt he handled the situation, but that I would respect his decision and he never responded. All in all, I can't complain with how things went because in the end, I didn't even have to be the bad guy. And now I have an insane story to tell. P.S. Francis, great Richmond show. Sorry, we, we had to dip before I could finish the rest of the story. Great meeting you. Yeah. All right. All's well that ends well. There that, it is. That actually ended quite peacefully. Right? I'm happy to hear that. So um, I thought that they were headed for some sort of Hindenburg con- <laughs> conflagration. <laughs> There's your word wow. of the day. Late in the game, Francis. Conflagration. The half court shot. My guess for the definition of that word is like a fiery eruption or a, a total all encompassing fire. C O N F L A G R A T I O N. That's your word. What do you got? An extensive fire which destroys a great deal of land or property. That's pretty solid. <laughs> My grasp of the English language is pretty impressive. <laughs> pretty good it's pretty good <laughs> i promise you i don't look up these words right before the podcast yeah that's pretty good yeah you pulled that one out real nicely yeah um all right guys that's it yeah that's it um come i mean I th- our live shows are sold out for now um but everybody who's coming to those shows we're gonna have some cool merch um yeah. that we actually are gonna one of us is gonna wear some of it on the next episode of this uh yeah. on, on thursday if you so. want merch you better come to the live shows you guys will get a taste the of that only place um it's a pretty fun little take on so we our, don't sell enough at which point we'll post it online <laughs> some of our old jokes and and moments uh combined in one as a nice piece of uh of merch we're going to be announcing some more dates uh thank you to everybody who came to my show tonight at the new york comedy festival very dope of you and uh buy some tickets for the live stream if you have not and i think that's that oops the podcast send us your emails oops the podcast at gmail.com And that's all. Goodbye.